0: Let's get this thing going. All um, right, boys. We're back for the Easter special. Don Juan's episode three. We're going to be looking at what's uh, new in the NFL. We're going to be talking about some players that are going to be losing value post-draft. A.K.A. Uh, John's
1: entire Dynasty football team.
0: Yeah, that's a little sneak I'm peek right there for with the you. viewers. <laughs> I,
2: doubt- I said I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know why Tim thinks his team is going to lose a bunch of value, but we'll, we'll roll with it. Uh, yeah, if, yeah, I don't know. And then if we get to it, let's hit up the uh, trade quarter depending on time. But um, I'm your host, Mike, and I'm joined by John. Yep. And Tim. Hello. Happy Easter, boys. Happy Easter. Hope, hope we're ready to roll. And uh, we have a good one on tap here. So just looking at uh, what's going on in the NFL, what? Uh, Well, there's a couple of interesting things. The first interesting thing is that NFL owners are seemingly panicking over having a completely virtual draft. Uh, I guess the secrets of Zoom are unknown to them and how to use it. Uh, I just want to say one thing that's kind of interesting about this whole situation is I think that at least 50 to 60 percent of the NFL teams are super hierarchical. And only, like, the GM, the president, and maybe the head scout are ever really talking during draft day anyway. Everybody else is just patiently sitting there, even if they're in the war room. Yeah. So it's interesting that they're starting to freak out about coordination because uh, I, I don't see it being an issue. One thing I am curious about, have you guys heard if they're extending the timers? It's is still only 10 minutes per pick?
2: It should only be 10 minutes. I don't – or I didn't hear uh, anything about extending.
1: Yeah, I would imagine they'd extend it, though. What if your internet goes out? <clears throat> oh, what God. if your Wi-Fi goes down? I mean <clears> – <throat>
2: The Browns' Wi-Fi.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Does Ohio
0: have Wi-Fi? Probably not, no. Yeah, so they probably are going to a different state for the draft, but that's understandable, both for the Bengals and Browns' state.
2: One thing that I saw that was actually really interesting, it was a point that I didn't think of, it was the fact that, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard in the news with, I think it was Zoom, they were getting hacked. It was like even people that weren't invited could join your uh, Zoom chat, Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: they were worried that, you know, what if someone basically came in and then was able to just view their war room?
1: Oh, so like something the Patriots would do?
2: Allegedly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I'm pretty sure that you can put in an encryption on your Zoom meeting. So I'm thinking that that shouldn't be a problem. Of course, whether or not they're actually tech savvy enough to encrypt it, that's a different story. But yeah, you should be able to get around that. It would be kind of crazy if there was some like, really haggard fan and just wanted to see like the skins take Tua too and like hack the Redskins thing and took like Tua over Chase Young or something like that.
1: <laughs> but we, yeah, you could, you could also just pick up the phone if you're that
0: worried about that, right? Oh yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I they've, they've got to have the commissioner's number on speed dial. So they can always just call them and say, Hey, we're having technical difficulties. This is our pick. Yeah. I, I have, a, I have a feeling they're going to be very prescriptive with uh their picks. You know, usually they have like a big board and it's like if if it's not this guy, it's this guy. If it's not this guy, it's it's this third person. I think you're going to see it. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be even more so this year because they're going to have to be allocating for technical failure potential. Yeah.
1: They don't pump the draft.
0: I'm excited for it.
1: It's finally here.
0: I know. Yeah, it's really the only thing in sports that we've had to focus on because just nothing's going on around the sports community in general. I mean, there was uh the I guess there was NBA 2K tournament. Yes. Uh I I heard that there actually is discussion for the MLB that they might do um a virtual or not like virtual, but I guess it would be a compound in Arizona for spring training where they would have all the teams basically play mm. with cameras but no fans. Yeah, I heard that too. They would have to have them living yeah. in,
2: like, a prison, basically, though. Because think about it. You wouldn't be able to go home to your family because that would be a huge yep. risk. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, the discussion is that they basically wouldn't be able to see their families for four months. So, I don't really know how that's going to fly. Yeah, you know that's right. We're not doing fantasy months. baseball, so it's all good. <laughs> well, it could. It, it's going to be interesting because I have a feeling that baseball's strategy with this, if this does continue on, is going to impact other sports like football, and you know, as well. But, yeah.
1: Good point, um, good
0: point. The only – the only other thing that I kind of wanted to hit with news around the NFL is there's a lot of speaking about two out of the skins. There's a lot of conversation from people that think that they are going to go to, or they're going to go, I guess they could go Herbert to over uh, Chase Young, which obviously is kind of an interesting discussion because I've seen it both sides. Some people are very much so on take the superstar, which most will say that Chase Young is probably the best player in the drafts all around. Uh, and, and a generational player, and I get that. But it is interesting to think that if the Skins, you know, let's say next year they end up at seven or eight, and they're not two, they're not going to have a good chance at another quarterback. I'm not a big Haskins
1: believer, so this is kind of interesting to me. I mean, they and he's a... got a new coach, too. So it's oh, not true. even the guy that drafted him.
2: I was just going to say they picked a bad time to uh, n- well, not know if they need a quarterback because we just had how many, you know, in free agency this is a relatively good quarterback draft. So, you know, this would have been the time to make the
1: decision.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because from what I heard about last year, John Gruden at no point was ever really a big Haskins guy. Um, that was sort of a regime-based push that that Snyder, um, the owner of the Skins, was saying that he mostly wanted to see them take Haskins and kind of force it upon them. I don't know if the president, who I know is out now, had an impact there too. But kind of interesting to think that, you know, not only is – the coach that you know, say what you will about Gruden. Gruden has a good uh, Jay Gruden has a good eye for quarterbacks. I mean, he's the one that got Kirk Cousins in the fourth, and a lot of people said he was just never the RG3 fan either, which is a different debate. But it would be interesting to see them go to uh, and then trade Haskins. I mean, maybe there's a five to ten percent chance of this happening. I do think that they play it easy. Maybe they trade
1: back a spot, somebody trades up, but yeah, them and them, and I heard the Lions might be trading back. Lions in a really strong spot for it. Yeah, which would be interesting. The other thing is uh, I'm hearing that
0: some people say that Herbert goes five to the Dolphins and Tua goes six to the Chargers. I think it's interesting. that I mean, we can talk about this if we do a, a QB spotlight, but it's interesting that some people are scouting Herbert over Tua. I know Herbert's a more prototypical player, but. Tua obviously has certain things that people really like about him, like his accuracy and his improvisation skills.
1: I think just the injuries, man. They got to be scaring people off.
0: Uh, yeah, Tua failed two teams' uh, medicals. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. he. So,
0: it's interesting. So, I think a lot of people don't really understand the – uh, intricacy. I, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but those medicals that they're basically not running or that they're kind of running in a different way than usual. One of the things they're checking on is not current injuries. They're checking on like meniscus wear. they're looking at like knee, you know, how much cartilage is gone. They're, they're doing super, super close and detailed assessments of guys to see if they're going to have legitimate careers in four to five years. So, I mean, to me, having somebody like to a medicals probably means that they're seeing something wrong past the point of just whatever his hip is, because obviously at the combine, he was clear for his hip.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I,
1: I don't know if we talked about this, but w- Tim, weren't you saying it's all soft tissue stuff?
2: Uh, yeah. Matters. Yeah, I was mentioning that uh, yesterday. I we playing some uh, noise Fortnite. It was, I think, two ankle sprains, and in addition to the broken hip, which is not an easy injury to rehabilitate from, but yeah. the two sprained ankles, uh, after sprain, you're more likely to sprain it again. So again the fact that it was both of them you know he's very very injury prone
1: yeah which is probably it's got to be scaring teams off mm-hmm. one know, thing i'm curious him. about is i haven't
0: looked at his i haven't looked at his film close enough do you guys – like have you seen enough film to say that he's just not good at getting away from getting hit or is a lot of this like non contact i mean
2: stuff? the broken hip was just awkward like he literally it was, that was just awkward a tackle but the other stuff
0: i don't remember
2: seeing
1: yeah i don't know yeah fair enough
0: um that's that's the only things there were new segments that i wanted to hit um for the general stuff do you guys have any general things you wanted to bring up before we go into our next segment no i don't
1: think so
2: i had my hard-hitting analysis so we didn't get to uh last week or last episode
1: what's that what's the hard okay so it's
2: not even an analysis this is a question and i think that it's (laughs) so important so with the coronavirus going on you know the nfl's probably going to hope to do what uh the mlb is doing where they can somehow have like a place where they just keep all the players and they only come out to play football i don't know how they're going to do that but if they need to wear masks on the field due to the uh, social distancing uh, policy if they need to wear masks would they wear the n95 under the face mask or where would they wear the full plastic face shield
0: I don't think that that's going to do anything if they're tackling each other and breathing all over them. I don't think that that's going to stop anybody. Yeah. You know how much they like wipe sweat away? It a away and stuff like that? joke that I was making, but I'm glad you got that. Well, it's a good thing that this isn't a fantasy uh, podcast around Oh
2: comedy. my god, Mike, that was important, and you just shot it in the face.
1: Yeah, yeah Tim. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you right now. Alright, the, the next segment... <laughs> well, <laughs> There's nothing else to say about it, so we're
0: going to move on. Uh, John, you this is this is kind of one that you wanted to lead off on, but um, I know we were kind of just looking at players that, you know, are at risk to to lose their jobs. I think I was looking at it more from the running back lens. I'm not sure how you guys were looking at it, but do you want to go ahead and, and lead us off on this? Who, me?
1: Yeah. Sure, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just looking at pretty much all the running backs that I have on my fantasy team. Um. Uh, i guess we could start with chris carson Mm is that is that cool with you guys yeah yeah so i actually everyone i'm talking to including you guys thinks that he's going to get replaced i actually don't think so i think he's actually i think he's one of the safer guys um i mean i'm probably a little biased because i have him in a league um and i like him as a player but i just think that he's had so many chances to get benched and for some reason, Pete Carroll just keeps sticking with him. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what it is. I mean, he had the fumbling issues last year. I mean, they drafted Rashad Penny in the first round. He's been up his ass for as long as I can remember. And for some <laughs> reason he just, whenever Carson's about to get benched, he comes in and rushes for a hundred yards and a couple touchdowns and he's back out there the next week. Um, so, and I think he's on a contract here, right? <clears throat> I
2: think
0: so.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm actually trying to find that out I, right now. I believe he um, is.
0: I mean, he was in my Madden league. So <laughs> that's what I'm going off of right now. Oh, here's the problem. He's, he's Christopher Carson in, uh, in this. That's what the issue uh, okay, is. Sure. His contract expires in two years. So I believe that would be next year and the year after. But maybe they can get out from it next year. Oh, true. I don't know. I, I just, I think that. Oh, you're right. You're right. This was, this is his last year, 2020. He's a UFA on un- unrestricted free agent yeah. next year. And I mean, I don't
1: think he's going to cost him big money. I don't think he's going to hold out. Um, I, I think his leash is going to be a little shorter because I think they're going to probably draft a guy maybe later in the draft. Whereas depth just because, I mean, hopefully he's back for week one, but I don't think Penny's going to be back for week one. <laughs> so there's going to be more pressure on him. I think his leash is going to be a little shorter. But, I mean, for some reason, he just keeps being the starter. You know what I mean? For some, He's had so many things to go against him. And, he I mean, he played well last year, but he had a lot of fumbles. And Pete Carroll just stuck with him the entire year. Yeah. So, I actually think he's safer than people are saying. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I can see it. I mean, for my piece on this, um, I, I liked Carson. So, I was the one that originally traded him to you. Um, he runs tough. He he has really excellent vision. He's a physical player. He has constantly been underrated. I agree with you. Like, I, I like Carson. Um, the problem with the Seahawks as an organization is I don't necessarily trust their tactics. So, like, if I'm the GM, I kind of agree with you. Like, I'm rolling between having spent a first on Penny and having Carson. Um, Carson's going to be highly at the start of next year. So, I don't know if that's where I'm looking for help. They just consistently every year ignore their offensive line. And I feel like they could uh, – kind of go towards their offensive line. I know um, aside from that, you know, R- Russell Wilson's got some targets now. He's got uh, Lockett. He has Metcalf. Um, <clears throat> the tight end on the Seahawks is also really good, even though he got hurt last year. The tight end one, which Tim mm-hmm. is familiar with. Um, so I, I don't, I don't disagree with you strongly. I will say that, like, market value-wise, if you're trying to trade him to somebody – um, I don't anticipate you getting more than maybe a mid to late second, just because that's that's how people
1: feel right now.
0: I mean, this is kind of like a hold and wait and see approach. No, I absolutely.
1: Because sorry to cut you off. Because I, I was, I mean, yeah, I tossed them out there, and I've gotten the same response. And that's well, I have to see how the injury goes. I have to see what they do in the draft. and No one's really even. Everyone acknowledges that they like him, and they're like, "Well, if everything works out perf- perfectly for him, I'll I'll talk to you because he is a good running back." But no one really trusts him right now, so I think I'm, I'm at that conclusion, too. I just got to hold on to him and hope that something good happens. I
2: think the last time you brought him up, you made a really good point. You said it's always something with him. It's, yeah, he just, you know, had an incredible year, but they drafted Rashad Penny. Oh, yeah, he had this great year, but he just ended on an injury, so people want to see how he comes back from it. It's like no matter what happens, there is something that's giving people a pause. Oh, and-
1: yeah, and that's why I'm trying to get rid of him because I mean I really like the way he plays. I mean that's why I traded uh, Mike for him, and like I said, he runs tough and everything. But I, there's just always something going on. <laughs> Every time I watch a game, you know, it's like Penny has a good run. I'm like, well, there goes Carson.
0: I was I was just diving a little bit into the the salary situation. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. So uh, Spot Track does a really good job of and now like basically analyzing what a player's future contract can be based on age and uh, like comparable players to them based on production. So I'm looking at like the comparable players. Um, So they say that his next contract would be estimated around 7 million bucks um, a year. So that's not bad. And I think a team can easily afford it to give you a reference point. Mark Ingram, who's 29 is getting five Mm -hmm. a year, but I'm just looking again. As a Cowboys fan. You know about this. I'm looking at Elliott, and it's just – it's crazy that he got a $90 million deal for six years, and they still don't have Zach Prescott signed. Yep. Yep, yep.
2: I think that – I I can't remember off the top of my head where I heard this, but uh, I remember – it must have been on a YouTube channel. I watch a lot of Brett Coleman, and he might have been talking about this. Uh, Teams may, in the future, start drafting maybe the second, third-round quarterbacks. Have them learn the system for you know two to three years, and then when their guy up for contracts of uh, you know renewal, like a Jameis Winston situation or a Dak, they'll just move on because they have that replacement level there. Yeah, they're not going to get that same level of production, but they're going to save so much money and be able to you know get other parts of the roster built up. And also, the the more we go into the future, the more talented quarterbacks we're going to see. Because even right now, yeah, a lot of the backups suck when they come in, but then you get somewhere, you know, like it's, you just have to do enough. Like they're not going to ask, you know, uh, Drew Locke right now or uh, last season when he was back in a the Flacco, they're not going to ask him to come in and to make Tom Brady reads. But when he comes in, they're like, oh, well, we know that he can get the ball to the receiver. And that's all they really need.
0: It, it works. It works to varying degrees of success. I mean, somebody like Mason Rudolph came in this year and was absolutely garbanzo beans. So, Yeah, I mean, it can happen. Is the strategy in place? Sure. You know what? I trust a team like the Patriots to do it correctly. I don't trust every team to do it correctly. They can't even develop their first guy. Team like the Jaguars paid $88 million for Nick Foles and then traded him. So, and more shockingly, the Bears paid a fourth for Nick Foles. So they could have actually just had Cam Newton for free, but they decided it was, you know, Nick Foles was so good that they were going to not only pay, you know, his contract, but they were also going to give a fourth for it. So, it's kind of I'm impressive. sorry, I didn't
2: want to say again about the Nick Foles thing. Uh, I said in the very first podcast that we had, I did look it up. It was the uh, the offensive coordinator right now for Chicago was the quarterback coach for Philadelphia when Foles was there. So they already have that working connection. I,
0: I un- uh, yeah, I understand. Like, I got where you're going with it. It's just more like it, there are ways to get around like hurting your cap, right? Like They have all of the cap that they're getting hit up by Mac because they paid Mac they have alan robinson who has a pretty sizable contract i believe still he earned it but i'm just saying sizable um you know they're gonna have to pay their quarterback and now they're gonna be paying nick Foles. I, it's just like you're not putting yourself in a position to win um obviously they need to bring in competition for trubisky basically a, a wet soggy <laughs> piece of bread is better than trubisky but I, I don't know i'm just not like a gigantic fan of it but trying to get away from a tangent um anything else you guys want to say on carson before we
1: move on to your next guy john No, I think I like what you said about, I mean, fantasy value. He's he's just a keeper and wait and see what happens. And then I think I know personally for me, if they don't draft somebody um, or maybe if they draft somebody in the fifth or sixth round, I might try and sell them again before the season. But I think think you just got to wait with them.
0: I think that players like Carson that are like producers when they're on the field have a lot more success being sold when you're very close to the season or right after they start playing and they put up a couple of like 15 – you know, 20, 25 point games, and then people remember that it's not about potential; it's about putting up points to win. So he's he's somebody who is harder to sell during the off season. and I feel this way about most running backs that aren't, you know, named Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, uh, and these like hyper
1: elite yeah. guys. No, I agree. And that's <laughs> something that I'm I'm learning the hard way.
2: I, I agree with you as well, Mike. It's it's so frustrating uh, during the off season when, you know the, people don't value solid production, and again, like it's just upside to them. But yes, at a certain point. You know, upside's not going to win games.
1: I mean, but you look. I mean, you look at his stats. The dude puts up fifteen to twenty points.
2: But people don't treat him like it. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, yeah. But we know why. It's always I, it <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I I think it's um going back to what we were talking about. It, it we'll probably have this segment uh, maybe next week. But talking about like the little things people don't do to try to win. Uh, it, it's interesting because somebody like Carson. If you thought you were like a piece away. Um, He's worth a late second. I think that maybe when people have picks on the board and they see what's available late in the second this year, maybe they actually would trade that uh, during the draft itself, even if they wouldn't do it before. So it's like a wait and see thing. But it is interesting how some people just don't want to commit to that that are close right now. Yeah, I
1: agree. Uh, do you guys have anybody you want to talk about? Uh, Mike. Um,
0: yeah, I'll I'll go next. Um, so somebody who I think is interesting. I I've been. I think people know that I'm not a big fan of like the Colts as a franchise. I think they just do a lot of questionable things aside from just tanking people like Andrew Luck's career, uh, paying a first for Trent Richardson, uh, giving away a first for DeForest Buckner, even though they have Philip Rivers as their quarterback. Um, they There's a lot of interesting things that the franchise does. And it's interesting to me because they're considered more of a blue chip franchise. And I think that part of it is they literally have <laughs> lucked into quite literally Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. Um, at the one ones, they basically just got generational prospects twice, um, in the past 20 years. So this is the first time that we're actually seeing in a while that they've had a pain point going from one quarterback to another and going back to whose jobs in danger. Uh, the guy I wanted to focus on right now is Marlon Mack. I was looking and I believe that the Colts have two seconds. Um, and just with the move, like getting rivers and giving away their first, it strikes me as like, they're <laughs> trying to win right now. And I think getting, like, a thumper like Jonathan Taylor or even somebody like Dobbins would be super interesting just because although Marlon Mack isn't awful, I think he's a jag. So I think he's just another guy. um, You know, I wouldn't give more than, like, a third form in fantasy. I know that he's worth more. I just – I don't trust him. I think that he's a risk kind of guy. I think with two seconds, I could see them moving away from him pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I agree. He's on on my list too. Um, And they do – they have – um two kind of early seconds and also an early third so they could definitely get a good running back Especially the draft and deep. i don't i don't yeah and i don't think they like him really i mean there was talks about um an extension and then i think whoever the gm is came out and said um or the owner i think said that like he denied that they're trying to make they're trying to extend his contract like i just don't think they're really a huge fan of him either
2: i mean when i'm looking at his uh or just I pulled up the stats and I noticed that this is going to be his fourth year in the league. Rookie contracts are only four years. So I think personally, the worst thing that could happen to a good team is that you have a good running back because then you have to pay them and you sink all this cap into a relatively easily replaceable position. So I wouldn't be surprised if they got a running back in the second round and then they have that type of production for the next four years, open up cap for other things.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, he's really – I mean, he can't catch. His hands are garbage. Um, and he kind of – they have a really good O-line, so I think that makes him look better because he's he's really only a guy that's going to get what's blocked mm-hmm. for him. He's not going to get anything else. He's not going to get any extra yards. And even if for some reason they don't draft the guy, I don't think he's going to be relevant in fantasy this year. I think Naheem Hines is going to come <clears> in and be like Eckler was on the Chargers for Rivers. Yeah, um, I could see that. and So either way, I mean, I do think they're going to draft somebody. But either way, I don't think his value is going to be there for fantasy this year. Yeah. And, I mean, unless he gets traded. And I think, you know, like you said, it's
0: not going to be him catching passes. He has the hands of a stone idol. So he's not going to be catching like anything. Um, yeah, I mean, that's where Hines' value is going to be. He'll he'll have, like, a little bit of an echo role. He'll, he'll be somebody to track again, like, if I'm not paying – an early third for Marlon Mack. I'm not paying much for Hines, but Hines is like the kind of guy where if he's on your free agency and you have a third um, during the rookie draft or a fourth, I would look to see if I can pick him up. Cause that's basically free.
2: Yeah. That's a third to four. Take your flyers.
0: Yeah. thirds are a good round for free agent players too. If, if you guys are eligible for that, like we are Tim, what about you? You got a guy you want to talk uh, about?
2: No, this is an interesting case because the productivity of the player, I think, will stay the same, but I think the value or the perceived value of him will go down. I want to say De- Devin Singletary because everywhere I look online, people are on one side of the fence or the other. No one's really in the middle. They're like, he's going to be the guy, or the Bills are going to draft a running back high because they don't really have a need to fill and they have, you know, the draft picks to do so. But I don't know. I just
0: that's a committee. Team. It is. The, the coach loves committees.
2: And also, Singletary isn't a big dude. I think he's only five seven, So, yeah, he's built kind of like he's stout. But, again, a lot of teams will look for a bit bigger size. And also, I know they're going running back because the only other running backs in the roster right now are TJ Yeldon and Taiwan Jones. So they need someone to, you know, round out the broom. And also, again, I think his stats are going to stay relatively the same. But they're going to bring in a back to kind of take over that Frank Gore role. So he's still going to be efficient, change yeah. the pace, all that. He's going to put up solid numbers. But people that are trying to get him and hoping that he's a number one running back in the future, I think they're going to be very disappointed.
0: 5-7-2-0-3, yeah. yeah. By the way.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, I think he's great out of the backfield, like catching passes. Um, and I mean, look what he did with Frank Gore. Yeah splitting time he still put up good numbers oh,
2: that's what i mean he'll, he'll put up the numbers but this is for people that uh again i think that people are going to look at him and say oh this is going to be his backfield now because he's the best back there but again i wouldn't be surprised to see the bills take someone round out the running back room because tj yeldon and taiwan jones aren't exactly world beaters so i
1: i don't think i uh- you you really think that's what people are thinking? I mean, again, I when I go
2: online just like when I look up Devin Singletary, like the fantasy outlook, it's one or the other. People think that he is going to be the guy, or you know, just the complete other way that you know he'll fall into not a relevancy, but he'll just stay where he
0: is. Let me ask yeah. you something. What what do you think is a is a good buying and selling price for Singletary right now? Is it is an owner, Tim? What are you selling him for? what would you guys be buying? I for? would
2: sell for a high second round pick.
1: Like early yeah, second yeah. round pick? Like
2: uh, early second round, just because again, I, I think that he'll put up solid numbers, but if I'm looking for someone who's like a lottery ticket, I, I would take the lottery ticket because I, again, if I have, you know, depth players on my bench that can come in and get me, you know, an okay amount of points, it's fine. Devin Singletary is going to be one of those guys but he'll never be that superstar level.
0: Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think you're getting a late first for him. I think I would probably give, in theory, um, a mid-second, and I think he's probably worth an early second. I just don't think I'm taking a risk and giving away one of my picks before I see how the draft shakes out. That being said, if you want to take high upside chances and they don't draft the guy for whatever reason, even though I think they will, uh, it could be kind of a big hit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I agree. I'd probably go mid second too. I, I I mean, I would like him as a flex play. I think he's a pretty solid player. Oh, flex. yeah. Again, he's high high floor, yeah. low ceiling. Yeah, because he I mean, he really looked good, especially in that last playoff game. Yeah. Catching passes. He was making nice catches. He's he's a
0: great study in the you can run around a four six and still be an athletic player. Um, I think it's kind of how we've talked about Clyde Edwards Hilaire, how we view Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Um it's not how I view David Montgomery, so it's interesting because Singletary is kind of like in that Kareem Hunt mold where you know, they can still be athletic and move around um, and have good agility, and I think he showed it, and he showed it certainly late in the season when he kind of hit his I ground. I actually thought he looked very slow.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you mean straight line uh, speed?
2: Just, just on the field, he looked not sluggish, but again, when, when we're doing the Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, comparison, obviously they're not going to be that explosive, but I didn't think that Singletary had that sort of you know, jitter to him, I guess.
0: Well, I don't think he's the same level of explosiveness, and that's why a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is probably going to go earlier. Um, Devin Singletary's 40 FYI. Uh, let me see if I can find it. He ran a 4.66. 6. So, I mean, Edwards-Hilaire is certainly faster. And also, Edwards-Hilaire had a 39.5-inch vertical, which I don't think that that's uh, what Singletary had his vert was 35 so like still pretty respectable but oh his three cones actually very bad interesting so single uh yeah his three cone was a seven three two so this is interesting if i had seen him last year um so i think that we were talking before the year tim and i actually did like him and like when you took him i was like oh that's a good pick because i thought the value was there where you got him but if you look at him (laughs) isolated with that film um the statistics don't show that he is like a plus athlete so interesting
2: it's um... The best way I can describe it when I would, you know, tune into a Bills game because you know we live in New Jersey, so whenever they play the Jets, it was on. And you're watching this guy, and you're like, how? Like, how is this dude outrunning someone? How? It's so it's almost like you know, film versus. Uh, oh, I can't think like the what's called the underwear Olympic oh, shit.
1: Like, yeah. like in-game
0: speed. Well, I think, uh, you know, he he's a guy that's going to get a lot of between 5 and 15 yard gains, but he's not going to break long ones. He's not that kind of a player. So, you have to just kind of know what you're looking for. I mean, some people say that that's the comp, or not comp, but I guess some people say that was Swift's thing. Swift's going to break off plays, um, but not going to get you a six yard touchdown like Jonathan Taylor. Mm. Uh, I disagree with that take. He can certainly, he runs a four four eight. I mean, he can run fast enough for sure. That's fast for most running backs if you're not like a 99th percentile athlete, but Interesting that some people say it. I don't mean to cut you off, but
1: Tim is my cutting out for you too.
2: But I can still kinda make out what he's saying. Okay. It's like the
1: back half. Is it better now? It just yeah. randomly happens. Yeah, it's always the back half. Yeah. It might I mean if you replay it it might not happen like happen. It might just yeah. be our headphones or something. Okay. Well, keep me posted on it. If we need to cut off and like rejoin join it, we can try that. Um what do you guys think? Keep talking about uh, Silverthorne. You want to move on? I don't really. I'm ready like to move on. To add. All right. So, so you, what do you think fantasy wise uh, for him? You thinking, yeah, hold, sell, See, buy. That
2: depends on.
1: Yeah, I'm not buying. I was gonna him.
2: say that depends 100 100 on what you want to do with your team, or if it's basically how how lucky are you feeling? If you think that you can get a better value.
0: He's a holder. If you think
2: that you can get a better value, because again, the bills are going to get a running back. If you think that you can get a better value, you sell him because his value is going to go down. But if you need that solid flex play, you keep him because he will produce no matter what in that Eckler type of role, where even if there is a solid back with him, he can produce in a crowded backfield.
0: He's just, he doesn't profile to me as a guy who's going to ever be like a top 10 running back. So it depends on the price that people are giving. I- I'll take any first form <laughs> if I had him in a league. Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
1: so I'd call yeah. him
0: a sell at that point.
1: Yeah, and I kind of like what what I mean. We've talked about it off off air, but um, Tim was saying maybe package him with somebody else for a bigger player. I think he's a good good guy to add to a package because he's he's a and also pretty people safe love running backs, so hard to get. Yeah, agree. Okay, John, who else you got? All right. So I have an interesting one, somebody else on my fantasy team, Mm -hmm. um, Derek Henry. Um, and he's, I don't think he's in any immediate danger this year, but I've been doing a bunch of these mock drafts and I mean, I thought the Titans were just going to take a pass catching back, but it was interesting to see in a lot of these mock drafts, which I know they don't really mean anything, um. But some of the mock drafts had them taking a guy like Dobbins or Akers. And that was interesting because they can kind of, I mean, they're more of a modern day back. that can do everything. And what that does, I think is, I mean, Henry definitely can't hold out for a bigger contract. If they have a guy like Akers or Dobbins, because it'll come right in and, Mm -hmm. and fill his role pretty easily. And it also would mean that they don't have to give him big money. So they have him for this year under the franchise tag. Um, they get another 300, 400 carry season out of them. And then they have a 20, 21, 22 year old guy to replace him. They just kind of kick him to the curb, which I thought would be I mean, pretty they did it with DeMarco
2: Murray. That's exactly what they did with Derek Henry and DeMarco yeah. Murray.
1: So. Exactly. Cause, cause me and Tommy have been doing these mock drafts. Um, and one of them had Jonathan Taylor going to the Titans. And I was like, wow, that's so stupid. And Tommy goes, no, actually that kind of makes sense because, then they don't have to pay Henry and they can use him until he's done and then kick him to the curb.
0: Yeah, uh, I kind of could see that as well. Um, one thing I did want to talk about with, with Henry too is, like you said, they optioned him for this year, or I guess they gave him, a, what, the tag? So yeah. he's not going to be going anywhere this year, but it's certainly somebody that they could be looking at getting um, out from under at, at some point. Uh, one thing I do want to point out also is there's been a study done that uh, when running backs get 390 total carries, um, the RBs following season they average an 11% drop in yards per carry and a 33% drop in total yards. Uh, Henry tallied 386 touches, so uh, he's right around that cusp. And honestly, you can thank the Chiefs kind of getting ready to blow them out in the game for the reason mm-hmm. that he didn't have four more touches, but we'll say that's another reason I'm looking to sell too. I I mean, I think we've said this before. You've seen his best year. Is he a running back one? Yeah, absolutely. Do I like him for this year? Absolutely. Um, But this is kind of like, you're not, I don't think his value will get higher. And also,
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and sorry, Tim, the more I was looking at it, I I think this is something that they might do. And I mean, I think they have been saying the general manager has been saying he wants to sign him long-term. But I, I just don't think you use a guy that much, and then he's going to be valuable long term. And another thing is, I think if he goes to another team, he's not going to do nearly. I see as Stephen
2: well. Jackson type of trajectory where you know he's the, not a like a plotter, but he's a big, powerful running back. He's going to be very productive with the team that drafts him, and then I'm sure after this year, you know, who's going to want to sign a guy that has you know no tread left on feet to hell been very good with injuries. He Hasn't had a major injury somehow, even being on your team. But you know, so <laughs> hey, hey,
1: Tim, All you don't want to know what's funny, buddy. He got I hurt in the, the final. He, he got he got hurt in the finals for me, and I lost by like three points. Chris Carson and James Conner went down in the first quarter, and Derrick Henry. Wait, didn't
2: play what? Oh my god, I didn't know that he uh, missed that. I have yeah. always
1: remembered him being
0: very, very consistent.
2: Yeah. He, nope.
0: He was, except
1: for when John needed him most. Yep. And I lost by, like, But, again, I think
2: that he'll join kind of the stuff, team right. and then be kind of, like, the head of the committee in, in a few years. So, if you're buying him and you want him for this run this year, yeah, you know, buy him. But it's not worth it to sell the farm for a year and then hope.
1: Yeah. I um, agree, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at, where I am trying to sell him, and... I think I'm going to have to take less value than what I originally wanted. I think because he's not that kind of guy you give up the farm for. I,
0: I think um, he's a sell for like a mid first. If you're, yes. if that's what you want. Um, and you're, he's a buy if you're competing and you are willing to give up that piece, but it is hard to, to give a strong vote on that one. And I only say that because really there are four to five backs here that are going to be coming in young. And we can't talk about what kind of a role they have. Derrick Henry is rare because he's going to get so many touches in that instance, but he's probably a sell. Um, if your team is not close to competing, he's a hard sell. If you're a 50-50 yeah. team and you're trying to decide if you're going to go for it, if you're going to rebuild, or if you're going to have a, a year away from trying to compete aggressively, uh, you can kind of hold, but it's just
1: not going to go him, like, I just... Yeah, I agree. I agree, and he's he's another guy that I, I'm going to wait till after the draft, especially because if they just draft a pass-catching back, I think they might extend him long-term. But if they draft anyone that is more of, you know, a bell cow kind of guy, I think he's got one year left in Tennessee. And yeah, and uh, uh, like we were
2: in. just saying, you know, oh, my gosh, I just lost my train of thought so badly. Wow, we were literally just talking about this with the running back. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, it's the – no, during the season. So, you know, something like him where in the offseason people are, are just looking at things like that, like, oh, his contract, all the carries he's been getting. But then during the season, he rushes for 200 yards and your team needs a running back. It's looking a lot more valid to try to trade for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, these guys yeah, are I always going to get the increased price when the you know people have a short memory. That's one of the things that's actually one of the easiest things to take advantage of for people in in fantasy is when the season starts rolling and somebody's cooking for a couple of weeks. That's like buy, sell, you just gotta be looking at that stuff. The offseason is really hard, except if you're like very savvy and or really, really locked in on fantasy to just get and, and sell guys mm-hmm. at the value.
2: I also just add. wanted to add one more thing. Uh, John, I personally don't think that you should trade Derrick Henry if you can't find a fair value. Because someone like him, he's going to give you value until he doesn't. You know, he's gonna give you that like top ten running back uh, you know, production until the wheels fall off. So I think you just run that into the ground because as of right now, you know, you you wanted to trade for a running back, but you already have a solid one. So maybe like consolidate other assets and try to get a running back. I don't know.
1: Well, no, I was, what I, what I was doing is trying to get mm. a younger running back in the draft pick, like an early draft pick. And Tim, I mean, I agree with you, but at the same time, I don't, I would rather sell him now and take a mid first and maybe get a younger guy who could produce just as much as him it, rather than hold him until I, he's know, I was done just saying, because again, done. you were in the
2: final last year. So it's, it's not like it's, it's a pipe dream.
1: Yeah. But, but also I, I have to wait till the draft because my three running backs are him, Carson and Connor. And if Connor and Carson get replaced as good as Derrick Henry is, I'd rather have a, another player and a draft Never pick fair. to fill those spots, you know? Yeah. I mean, look what, look what you did with McCoy. You know, you held him until his, until he was shot. And then he was, what he's, I mean, he was a free agent. Like he was on the waiver wire. Yeah. Now he's on my squad and he's He's there. there He's (laughs) there
0: as tribute. He's not there for a real purpose.
1: So, I mean, I I am trying to get as much value as I can, but at the same time, I don't want to. And keep him until he shot. I know this is kind of for yeah, probably, yeah. nothing, I was I say, nothing. I know
2: this is kind of for next week with you know? the uh, you know moves and like you know needing to know when to go all in. I believe that's what uh, Mike was saying that we might talk about in the next episode. But that me holding on to McCoy like that—that that was just me not understanding Dynasty. Like I was in that half, like oh, I'll just reload, not rebuild. I'm like, no, I needed to blow up my roster, so I held on the wrong guys. But yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and it's normal. I mean, it's, it's part of how you learn. I, everybody's held guys longer than they wanted. Like, I think um, there's certain guys that you just kind of ride into the sunset. Julio Jones is going to be that guy for me, I think, on one of my teams. He's just been so productive. And I think that people probably wouldn't give you a first form, and you're not going to get what he's worth. But he's going to be, what, 31? So, but, yeah. Um, okay, uh, do you guys have anything nope. else that you want to talk about with Henry?
1: No, I'm yeah. good. I think we can do maybe one or two more guys. Yeah, I, I, have,
0: I have one that I want to hit that's not like a player. It's Well, it's kind of players, but it's more just San Francisco. Um, so, one, a uh, quick caveat on this. I don't think anybody's going to give you shit for the running backs. I don't think you're getting more than like a, a third for literally any of these running backs. Nobody trusts them. Uh, plus, it was so hard to predict which one was going to have a good week at any one point. So I just want to say, like, universally, I think San Francisco running backs are going to take a hit because I think there is a chance that in the second or third they're going to take a guy. Um, I think part of Shanahan's, like, shtick is he loves to take a guy that was left for dead and just revitalize them on his team to prove how clever he is as, like, a, a zone runner and how good his scheme is. Um, I think he did that – was it was it Breda or I guess it was M- Mostert this year? One of yeah. those guys was absolutely laughing. No, that was Breda. Um, Breda would like play really well. Then he brought injured. back. And then the up, was it Breda? I think he was. Well, but did they draft Breda? I, I thought that one of those guys agent. was li- I- Okay. I know. So I know one of them was. So I'll have to double check which one it was. But anyway, I mean, all of those guys were, none of them were highly tatted guys. The The only one he's ever paid for was uh, the one he's never used, which is Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> um, but the other thing I wanted to talk about is there's a lot of mocks right now that are calling Henry Bruggs to the 49ers. That would be really interesting for Debo Samuel's value because they run different roles. But I think people that are hoping that Debo is somehow going to become more than like a slot possession receiver, they're probably going to realize he's only going to be kind of like a wide receiver too, which isn't bad. But I just think when you draft some of these guys, you look at them and want them to
1: be alpha receivers. Who, who, is, is, who are their other receivers? There, Debo... Kittle, 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 Henry Bourne, Dante Pettis. There's a role for it, but there's a role for it, but
0: I don't think Garoppolo is going to throw enough to sustain Kittle, Debo, and Ruggs. I think Kittle is the safe one. I think Debo had a a very good year. I think higher than what people expected, but I would be a little concerned if they get Ruggs. I would be concerned for both of them, actually. I don't know. Ruggs is an interesting player, too. We're going to have to talk about him at some point, but – His physical traits are astoundingly good, as we all know. But at the same time, uh, is the team going to use him like a a gadget player? Are they going to use him like a deep fit? Or are they going to try to use him as a legit, you know, alpha receiver? He's what six foot he can be he's big enough to play there. I know he's a little bit on the lower BMI side. I think it's going to end up being like a Patriots
2: situation where, you know, someone's going to be tempted by the fact that, Hey, they could break out this one week that I play them, but they're also just as likely to get three points.
1: Yeah. Which is an interesting, I mean, I don't know who you think is really going to be, I mean, towards the end Mostert or whatever his name was, was the standout guy. I mean, if you had to buy any of the running backs and I'm talking about like a third like a mid to late third who would you buy i'm buying mckinnon because he, he's free i think
0: uh after mckinnon Breda looks like he might not even have a roster spot um yeah so certainly not Breda. monster was the standout guy um coleman is just not a very good running back I, i've said this before but coleman's hips are so freaking stiff uh i'd probably take monster honestly
1: but the thing is, I don't think you could. I don't think he's gonna be cheap, mustard. Because people, wh- whoever owns him, is probably gonna think he's he's the next Ezekiel Elliott or something. Like people are gonna think based off how well he played at the end of last year that he's mm-hmm. he's gonna be good. Which I don't see. I don't see it either.
0: I mean, I'm not buying him for a second. I'll tell you that. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, maybe buy for a third if your team's close and you want to take a dart. I don't
1: think I don't think the
0: other owner would give that up though. No, I don't think so either. I think so. I think if you're a monster owner, you're probably a hold. I think if you get offered a second for him, you sell him like a hot cake. I think that, uh, you buy, yeah. like I said, you buy him for a third, is where I'm going with I this.
2: was mustard. Yeah, I, think I agree. He's going to be the guy because, again, he he just somehow pulled it out out of nowhere. Like, he I think he was the this is just however many a team, and then he just decides to produce like this.
0: But I think that it's attributable to Shanahan's schemes. Shanahan's scheme seems but to I just legitimately think that, work
2: for you know,
1: He worked well in the scheme. I bet John. And and I think he can. Can can he catch passes? Well, no, right? Because Shanahan kept saying he wants. Well, him when back, they say stuff pass, like that, I
2: mean, you know, they they want like a Danny Woodhead type that you could split out wide.
0: Uh, he had twenty-two receptions. Not much. And also no, with how weird. many other backs ahead. That's
1: terrible, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's it's actually funny. I'm looking at his career. He's a career yards per carry guy of six. Um, he played with three teams in 2015, barely touched Five ball. teams played with Cleveland, lot. Miami, and Baltimore. Um, yeah, three in 2015. And then he had Chicago and San Francisco 2016. Yeah, five teams. He Dang. didn't really do much. He didn't really do much until twenty eighteen, where he had a, you know, his yards per carry was good, but he was in. It looks like nine games. He didn't start any of them. Technically, he had, per the stats uh, registry, he doesn't have any games officially started. <laughs> wow,
1: that's impressive. <clears throat>
0: yeah, well, made his money uh, in the playoffs. So, uh, anybody else you guys want to hit on? I'm done with mustard and I don't the San Francisco situation.
1: This. Um, I mean. I mean, I could say James Conner. I don't really even know what to say with him. But I don't know if you guys have any thoughts I just, on him. I, I think that the Steelers are going to be a
0: stupid team and take a running back in the second. I just don't know if that's what their that's issue is, but is, I think they're going to I have no do it.
2: idea what the Steelers are going to do. Yeah. This is one of those, it depends on what they do in the draft. Like, you know, if you personally think that the Steelers are going to draft a running back, you sell Conner right now because the second they draft that other running back, all of his upside goes right out the window. But I'm saying, I, like, well, if, if you get you a good offer, for, dude. The, you know, that, <laughs> that goes without saying. You don't just be like, oh, they, they offered me something, I'm going to get rid of them. It's like, this is the, this is when his value is the highest, is basically what I'm saying.
1: I don't think so. Dude, there's no way. He, he had, what, 400 rushing yards last year? And he was hurt the whole year. He got he, he here's the thing that's so frustrating about
0: Connor. He was the king of trying to quote unquote gut out a game, getting in, getting like hit in the shoulder, and leaving in the first quarter and giving you zero points. Like I, I can't count how many games
1: he gave fantasy owners like two fantasy points. Uh Mike, I know. I had him on my team. <laughs> I had them all I to my say that is team, the so most frustrating type
2: one. of player is yeah, when, you know, they don't sit out for their own good. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I got my shot or whatever. I'll go in. And then, you know, they, they go through warm-ups, everything, and then they just decide no. Because up until that point, you're just banking on them. You're not going to start, you know, Joe Schmo instead of them.
1: Dude, I remember there was one game where I played another – uh league mate and he had a couple eagles wide receivers and they all out of nowhere just were hurt before the game had no injury report had (laughs) nothing and then all of a sudden they just weren't playing and he and he started like all of them and i i won um thank god because of my loss i would have been pretty sad but it was it was it was it was good it was fun yeah i mean yeah that's what that's what connor did
0: i i think value wise to, to close this back in here um he's probably worth again like a second uh certainly not buying for an early second i might be a buyer for a late second maybe there's maybe
1: the steeler surprise us um i'm but- i'm calling it right now comeback player of the year james conner yeah i mean we're he i see, he seems like the guy that would do
0: that i mean i love that i ha- that we have footage of this because there's so many things that have to fall correctly for that to be an accurate call but we can call that you heard your- it you heard it right now write it down well, I have it on recording. I don't need to write it down. It's all in my well, mind.
1: I, I don't want you to forget. So write it
0: down. <laughs> yeah, this kind of a call isn't the kind of one I forget, <laughs> Jonathan.
1: Well, I think we're going to be fine. Uh, all right. All right. Mike, <laughs> all right.
0: All uh, right. I think so. Uh, we don't have to talk about these guys. Um, I just want to mention, I think that it goes without saying that we all think Ronald Jones is probably screwed. Um, and I think that Mark Ingram should be worried about maybe losing some value this year. He doesn't seem like somebody you have to talk about because he's clearly a win now kind of player to me. And I think that Ronald Jones isn't worth more than a third. And he hasn't been for a while. So like losing significant yeah, value, I, nah, I think everybody knows oh, he's probably about to, to
1: get replaced. No, they keep, they keep, they keep saying they trust him.
0: Yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge lie. And the only question I have is how quickly they're going <laughs> to prove that on, uh, uh, was it the 23rd of April? We'll see. Uh, Okay, here's one for you. Let's do a quick hit. Um, Okay, so
2: his his season this past season wasn't as bad as people think. (laughs) He had over 1,000 total yards, and, you know, obviously he's not the best running back in the world, but he's making clear, you know, improvements. His first season, he blew. He couldn't even get on the field, and now he shows up and he gets a 1,000-yard season, uh, total yards. So it's like he's making improvements. I clearly think they're going to draft a running back. His value is going to go down. But it' not a singletary situation in that way. But I think that he will still produce a little bit. People are going to people are sleeping on his talent level. And I think that he will produce at least a little bit, even with another uh, person in his backfield.
1: No good. I mean, keep him on your bench. So when he produces a little bit, you can say Um. you have him on your bench.
0: Uh, that's good. Well, that's good. so here's the thing. Why why couldn't he beat out Darrett? Yeah, that was Bruce Arians. The Bruce Arians, like, <laughs> what's your reason for that?
2: Like, uh, look oh, at some Darry, Darry like,
1: look
0: at He, you know, fumbled twice in
2: one game, and I think they're still giving him carries afterwards, right? But Ronald Jones fumbles, and Bruce Arians yeah. pulls him out immediately. So, so, so you're like, saying Bruce Arians had an absolute no nonsense, like you're in the doghouse and you're gonna stay there kind of thing. No, it wasn't just so I was just using homeless. that as an example. Like reason. Bruce Arians, if you make a mistake with pass blocking, you know, doing something stupid on the field, you will just be off the field. He doesn't take that shit. That that was my thing. I think he's been improving.
0: And you think he, that he's not gonna have that problem? He went this year. from,
2: you know, having less than a hundred total yards to over a thousand the very next season.
1: I bet you. So I actually, I, I, I kind of. Sorry, before you go, Mike, because I know you're gonna shit on Tim. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll boost you up a little bit first, Timmy. I kind of agree with Tim. I mean, anyone that I, I like to see people improving, that's always a good sign. And I do think that he also wasn't. He never really was just given the chance to be the lead back. Like he was always tossed in there sometimes, and like Tim said, he'd do something dumb that he was immediately taken out. Like he never really had the full on chance to do it. So. I'm kind of I'm kind of half with Tim, half with Mike.
0: Listen, I, again, I can kind of see it both ways. I think my point's more like it's it's really adorable that he's improving, but like he's coming on a three like third year, and uh, he just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I think that if you were to look at his wonder look, which unfortunately we don't have access to, he probably got like a he probably got a twelve out of fifty on his wonder look. So he doesn't that ain't bad. Yeah, it's not bad if you're a brick wall. Uh, it's not good if you're a human that breathes. But, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson got an eight. So what does it mean, really? He probably has the lowest wonderlick to ever win MVP, I bet you. <laughs> All
1: yeah. right, that's enough about Rojo. We can uh, do your hot take and get out of here. Okay, yeah.
0: Uh, quick hit. Uh, over, under, over. one running back, round one for the draft.
1: I think you think so. more than one running back is going to go in the first round? Dude, one is, one is tough. I think it's going to be one, exactly. I think it's going to be maybe Taylor. I thought it would it. have been Swift. Interesting.
0: You don't think Swift's going to go in the first? Oh, uh, this will be interesting.
1: Oh, that's I, I just think there's a lot of defensive guys taken, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the push at mm. one, but I think it's super yeah, it's cool. Like I could team. see it being none. I, I mean, I, ju- I just think, uh, why would you take him in the that's first you when you know. could – fill another need than take them in the second. Dolphins can take them in the second at pick five, you know, if they want Swift. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, after Swift and Taylor, I think there's a bunch of guys that are kind of interchangeable. It's one of those things where you can
2: just see it going either way.
1: You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to do the push with you at one. All right. Tim says over, uh, over one at two. All right.
0: Uh, Let's wrap it, boys. It's been fun. Um, Tim, you should be happy yeah. that it's Easter. If it was uh, a different day and it wasn't a holiday, I'd shit on you more for your Rojo take, but I won't today.
1: <laughs> Mike, hungry. Mike, got to eat, right, Mike? Something like that. the brisket's ready. All right.